0: Greetings, and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shirm on Yomi. We're now beginning the fifth chapter of Masechet Babakama in the middle of Daf Mem Vav Amur, Alef, continuing with the theme of Karen and of uh, Nizkei Shor, but now going specifically to a problem of Safaik, as we will see. So an ox, where well, we will assume right now the ox is a short time, gores a cow, and subsequently when we come to the cow, we find that its calf is next to it dead. The question of course is whether it was in the cow and was killed as part of the attack, or whether the calf was killed separately. The cow, of course, is dead also. Now, We don't know when the cow gave birth. So the owner of the shore has to pay half nezek to the uh, owner of the cow, short time, or via Vlad, and one quarter of the damages to the Vlad at the end of our sugyu, We'll see how we estimate that, uh, but one quarter because it's a safek whether or not he's chayav. We're following the opinion of Sumchus that Mamon safek and therefore we pay one half of that short time half, and that's one quarter. Now Vechain, although this case is not really the same, Parashin and short. If a cow killed, and attacked and killed a shore, and then subsequently when we look at the attacking cow, we find that its calf had been born, and we don't know when it was born, which means the calf either was in the cow at the time, and therefore is somewhat of a participant in the Nezik, or not. What do we do? What do we do? Half of the damage is paid from the cow, one quarter from the calf, and that's going to be our major focus in trying to figure that out. Okay, let's take a look at the opening piece. As I mentioned, our Mishnah follows the opinion of Sumchus. Uh, money, uh, any time that you have mammon and we don't know which way it should go, we split it evenly. What is the position of Chachamim? When one wants to extract money from another, it is incumbent on the claimant or on the plaintiff to prove his case. Otherwise, the defendant does not have to relinquish anything, which means that in the case of the opening part of Amrishna, the Reisha, the Mazik would not have to pay anything from the, uh, towards the, uh, the calf, unless the owner of the cow, were able to prove that the calf was killed as a result of the negicha, which should be pretty impossible to prove. Now, the Gemara says, Why does the phrase go? This is a great rule of, ha- of din. It's tarich. He had to say, it. Even if the defendant uh, is unsure uh and the uh, plaintiff is sure, Nonetheless, nonetheless, no payment is made unless the accuser can produce ironclad proof. Now, Inami, there's another possible reason why we would say this, for the following case, if A sold a shore to B, and it turned out that the shore was violent, Rav says the deal goes back. The owner could, the seller could say, I sold it to you for shechita. Shita, we don't care what kind of, how violent he is, he's gonna be dead anyways. Now, am I? Why do we say, um, why does, uh, why do we say, why is there machloket, really? Why don't we say if it's a guy who buys an uh, ox, ridya for plowing, or it's a guy who buys, generally buys oxen for food? for slaughtering. So, So, it's a guy who buys for both. Actually, Zavin is somebody who, who, uh, sells for both and both. Generally, uh, an ox for plowing is going to cost more money than an ox for meat. So, why don't we see how much he paid? The answer is de okir bisra bidome The value of meat has gone up. And in this particular instance, the prices are the same. So that means now that we can't tell from the circumstances what the sale was for. Rav says, since usually oxen are bought for plowing, we follow the rove. And therefore, this is a mekach And because clearly, if somebody had stipulated, I'm buying this for plowing, and the fellow said, yes, I'm selling you for plowing, it turns out it was violent, that's a mekach and Shmuel says that's not the case. We'll see why. Now there's a question on Rav's position. We've just set up that the case is that an ox for meat costs the same as an ox for plowing. So why does Rav say that the to if the seller doesn't have money to, to pay to recompense the buyer, let the buyer just keep the ox and sell it because the same amount of money and take the money out of there. I will take the money from the person who, uh, who, who sold it to me. In other words, from, I, I have the possession of the person who owes me the money. That's where I'll take the money from. So, we're talking about a case where the seller could pay back. And in that case, Rob says he must pay back. And we don't force the, um, the, uh, the buyer to try to resell the shore, get the money out of the shore. Okay. Now, uh, rava mahareza makachtaut. Why? Zil bataruba, we follow the rove, and ruba the inchilurid yahud de zavni. Most people buy an ox for plowing follow the rove, and therefore that's the holo, that's the din. The seller can say, "I sold it to you for shechita." We don't follow the Rov. When do we follow the Rov? Be as We've seen throughout. Any time there's an issue of isur, of uh, usually with personal status, but certainly with the status of isur echeftzah. If you have an, a meat and you don't know if it's nevela or or uh, or not or shuta, if it's a meat, t'mei, or tahora, we follow rove. mamona laws in a ha Even in a case like that, where you have the rove going in the opposite direction, ha and the seller is in good position unless the buyer can prove that the it was clearly stated that the animal was being bought for plowing. Now, we have a brighter that supports this. Our exact case in the Mishnah. So now, Rav's position, uh, Shmuel's position that Rav Yehuda um Presented in his name, that our mission is authored by Sumchus is now uh, ex- explica- ex- explicitly presented in a Brita. Huh? Good. What's the source for this idea, for this this concept that the um, the defendant is always protected unless the claimant can prove his case? This is in the context where Moshe is going up to Harsinai, and he says to the elders, "You will be in charge, and if anybody has a case, let them come to the elders." But why, why does he say "yigash yagish In other words, whoever is coming with a complaint, he's got to bring a proof. Rashi says you don't need a pasuk for this. After all, it is eminently reasonable. To the guy who hurts goes to the hospital. If a guy is in pain, he goes to the doctor. The guy who wants to change the status and get the money from another guy to him, he's the one who has to bring the proof. So you don't need a pasuk for this. El akra, l'chor, l'mnachman, The b'ravua. L'mnachman, amra, b'ravua. The pasuk, l'mbal, d'varim is for something else about juridical procedure. Minayin shen is kakin, el l'tovea, t'chila. How do we know that we when... There is a claimant and then a counterclaimant. We first listen to the first claimant, deal with his case, process it, and only then listen to the counterclaimant. We don't listen to the whole piece, both sides, and then settle it that way. So, for instance, if Ruvain is suing Shimon for something and Shimon claims back that Ruvain was already toe-face, then first we hear Ruvain's thing. If Ruvain has proof, then we take the money from Shimon. Then Shimon's counterclaim is dealt with. How do I know we go in that order? Shema mivald v'ray mi ga meaning... Whoever comes first is the one who gets to bring his end as proof first. Well, sometimes you actually listen to the defendant first. When's that? If his property, uh, is, uh, is going down, and right now he could sell it, if we, if uh, we could sell it at a, get a better price, but it's depreciating, and if we take our time with it, he's going to lose money, then we listen to him first. Okay. So the second case. Why does the text say that if a para attacks a shore and kills it, and the para is then found with its newborn calf next to it, we don't know when it was born, that he pays half from the calf and a quarter from the, uh, half from the cow and a quarter from the calf? You have to pay half Nezek. What well, is a half and a quarter? Why are you paying three quarters for it? It means literally all of it minus a quarter. But it means three quarters. What are we, what are we doing with three quarters Nezek here? So Abayah, Abayah says as follows. Abayah and Rava disagree on how to reinterpret the case. Abayah, first of all, claims that the cow and the calf are not owned by the same person. The calf is from that cow, but the calf was bought as an interest beforehand by somebody else, and so the calf that's born has got a different owner. Here we go. Chatzinezek, echad mi'ar He said, what is chatzi? One-fourth, meaning that there's a total liability of a half because it's a short time. So therefore, a half of that, which is a quarter, comes from the cow. Or v'ya nezek, meaning echad one-eighth comes from the calf. the para but it, and but if the para and and the uh, calf calf belong to one person. The para, the nizak can say to the owner of the cow. Either way, you got to give me chatzin So give it to me. Wherever you're gonna get from. Our cases where they're owned by separate ones. So the um the uh nizak. Can only get really three eighths out of the payment and not the full half. Why? Because he goes to the para, the owner of the para, and the para will say, prove to me that uh, my para acted alone. You can't, so all I owe you is a quarter. Goes to the owner of the calf, and the calf will say, I might not have even been as part of the thing, so it's going to be one eighth. Now, the Idakarim Tavi Labal Para Trila, if the Nizak went to the ball, if they were owned separately, and he went to the owner of the cow first, he could say to the owner of the cow, your cow certainly damaged me. you got to prove to me that the calf was in the cow and is now, and is now a part, partly liable. If you can't prove that to me, you got to pay me the whole half. The case must be where the, where the Nizak went to the owner of the calf first. The owner of the cow will now say, by going to the owner of the calf first, you've demonstrated that you agree that I have a partner in this damage, which means all you can get out of me is one quarter. Now, even if the if the nizak went to the owner of the cow first, the owner of the cow could still push him off and not pay more than a quarter. I know that there was, a, there was a calf inside, so I know that my cow is only liable for one quarter, so I'm not going to pay more than one quarter. All right, so Abayah's take is that the essential case is where the calf and cow are owned by different people, and the half and quarter in the Mishnah really means a quarter and an eighth. Amar Ravah, The Rava says not say that in the Mishnah. The Mishnah says a, qu- a half and a quarter, not a quarter and an eighth. <laughs> well, of course, it's a case, like we understood in the Mishnah, that the para and its calf are owned by one guy. This is what we say. If the para is around, then you take the para, you sell it, and pay half Nezek. But late la para, let's say the para is gone, or let's say the para also died, and the veil is not worth anything or something. You take the vlad, the calf, and you could sell it, to pay up to one quarter of the damages. Because, of course, there's a suffolk whether this Vlad is even a, a player in the game. Now, this is all, of course, in the Ilohave. Now, the only reason this uh, this is the halacha is because we do not know if the, if the calf was inside the cow or not. But if we know for sure that the calf was inside the cow at the time, then you could go to the Vlad and get the whole half-nezek out of the Vlad. That's Rava. So Rava Tame, Diyama Rava, that's Rava's position. Para Shahizika Gova Mi Vlada. If a para attacks, you can collect from its calf. And It was a para atta- pregnant para attacked. Then it gave birth. You can sell the calf and get all the money from there. My time, well, what's his, per- his reason? Gufahi, because a calf is part of the body of the cow. On the other hand, Tanigola Chizika, if you have a chicken who did damage, and let's say you're going to pay me gufo, Eno Govambait Sata, you cannot use its eggs to collect why, my tama Almuhu. It's some separate part that would happen to be in its body. It's not part of the body of the chicken. Now, Vyamarava, now we go back to the beginning of the Mishnah, the first case of the Mishnah, where the ox gored the cow and then we found the calf, the dead calf next to it. And I mentioned when we studied the Mishnah that we will look at how we estimate the payments. the parah the vlad but we do not estimate what the parah was worth separately and what the vlad, as a separate entity, was worth, which of course would be a much bigger payment, and then the vlad would half of that payment. Ella the vlad al Para. What we do is we estimate how much this parah was worth as a pregnant parah. Otherwise, you're challenging the mazik, which is to say that, um, that the, uh, you're really challenging the entire scenario, because if you estimate the Vlad as a separate being, you're saying that the Vlad was born separately. If the Vlad was born beforehand and was independent of the cow, then it didn't die because of the goring, you shouldn't pay anything. The same thing if a person um, hurts, uh, uh, amputates, not intentionally, the hand of somebody else's slave. You don't measure it as a separate hand. You measure it as how much the slave was worth with, with the hand or without. Same thing if you damage a field and you destroy some of the crops. You measure how much the field was worth with the crops. I understand. If the right thing to do, is to say that this thing is worth a certain amount as is, so so what if it's going against the position of the um of the Mazik? The answer is Mishum tak para barta Because the Nizak will say the Mazik will say, listen, I damaged a uh, a pregnant cow, that's what I'm gonna pay you for a pregnant cow. I'm not gonna pay you for a cow and its Vlad separately. As I mentioned before, now pshita para dechad dechad, If the para belongs to one and the calf to another, and and they died, so pit malbal para. How much do we we pay for the fattening up of the cow? The fact that the cow was fattened as a result of being pregnant, all of that goes to the owner of the cow. Naf what about the largeness of the body that happens as a result of its being pregnant? Ha-papa mar leval para. ravika mar he says we split it. Cholkin, the halacha here is, even according to Rabbanan, that not because it's the a mammona but here, because they truly are partners. The calf contributes and the cow contributes to the larger size of the cow, which of course increases its value. Okay, we'll stop at this point. Pick up your Hashem in the next podcast. Andaf Mem Zayin amur Aleph with the second Mishnah of the fifth parak. Everyone should have a wonderful day.